الحمد لله حملا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah We continue going over the tremendous hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein he outlined six characteristics of the people of Jannah as it comes in a tremendous hadith rawahu Imam Ahmad wa hassanahu Imam al-Bari an Ubad ibn Samit radiyallahu ta'ala anhu an al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam annahu qal adhmanu لي ستا من أنفسكم أظلم لكم الجنة The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said Promise for me six from yourselves and I will promise for you Jannah أصدقوا إذا حدثتم Be truthful when you speak وأوفوا إذا وعدتم and fulfill your agreements when you make agreements fulfill your contracts when you make contracts what do and fulfill the trust when you are entrusted. These three we took in last week's khutbah. The three that we will look at today are the final three that are mentioned by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, and safeguard your private parts. And know your gains. And withhold your hands from harming others. Upon the first one, Ya Ibadullah, that is the protection of the private parts. You will see that in more than one place, this is mentioned as a characteristic from the characteristics of the people of Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in His noble book, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ لِحَافِظُونَ And those who they are protecting, safeguarding of their private parts. Meaning, they do not utilize them in an illicit and in, 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 in illegal manner. But they utilize them properly, as legislated in the deen with their spouses. Allah Ta'ala, He says, إِلَّا عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ غَيْرُ مَلُومِينَ they are those who they say God and protect their private parts except with their spouses and those who their right hand possess. For verily these are those who they are not blameworthy. But whoever they desire other than that. But those who they want and they desire other than that outside of their spouses or what the right hand possess, then these are the ones who have transgressed the bounds. These are the ones who are transgressing. Ya'ibadullah. You will find that the fitna 
that the fitna as relates to the opposite sex is a fitna that is tremendous. The Prophet ﷺ, he had informed us, مَا تَرَبْتُ فِتْنَةً أَشَيْتُ عَلَى رِجَالُ أُمَّتِي مِنَ النِّسَاءِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِي صلى that there was not a fitna that was left that was greater upon the men of this ummah than the women. نَعَمْ بِلَا شَكُ بِلَا The first fitna of Beru Israel was with النِّسَاء was with the women. So what is the makhraj? What is the way out of this calamity? What is the way out of this trial and tribulation? What is the way out? What is the way that we safeguard and protect our private parts as relates to this affair? It's by marriage. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in His noble book, and marry that which pleases you from the women. Two, Three and four. And if you think that you will not be able to be just amongst multiple spouses, multiple wives, then just one, or that which your right hand possess. This is the makhraj. Ya ibadullah. It is incumbent that we apply the necessary means, the necessary remedy for the likes of these calamities. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ya ma'ashar al-shabaab, man istata'a minkum al-ba'a falyatazawwaj. All assembly of you, those who from amongst you have the ability to marry, then get married. فَإِنَّهُ أَغَبُّ لِلْبَصَرِ وَأَحْسَنُ لِلْفَرْجِ Because verily it is that which will allow you to greater lower your gaze, which is the next characteristic of the people of Jannah, and that which by way of it you will be able to better guard your private parts. For in them and if you are not able to do so, then it is upon you to fast. For in for in we because then verily it will be for him a castration, meaning it will be for him. That which will lower his desire, his carnal desire. Ya ibadullah. It is incumbent and it is a must that we take this situation seriously. It is incumbent, it is a must that we are realistic. It is incumbent, it is a must that we are safeguarding as relates to this. Because how much corruption comes when these things are ignored? How much corruption comes when these things are ignored? How much corruption comes when we put stipulations that are beyond what is reasonable upon the youth? We tell the youth, no, go off to colleges, go off, live on campus, whether that campus is mixed or is not. Go off, but no, lower your gaze and guard your private parts. But make sure you get the degree first, then you come back talk to me about marriage. Yeah, subhanAllah. We set them up for loss and then we get surprised when they lose. We set them up for disgrace and then we get surprised when we and our families are disgraced. It is incumbent that we apply the Sharia. It is incumbent that we apply that which is correct. It is incumbent that we apply the guidance of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We all attest to it. But in the ahsan kalam kalamullah, wa khayr hadi hadi Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There is no Muslim that will debate you on this point. That the best and the finest of speech is the Book of Allah, and the finest of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We say that with our mouths, we say that in theory, but when it comes to practically applying it, where is it? 
Where is it? Where are we applying it in our lives? Where are we applying the guidance of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in our lives? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ya ma'ashar al-shabab. Oh youth. He didn't address the old men. He addressed the youth. Then whoever from amongst you has the ability to marry, then let them marry to the youth. Naam, to the young ones. Naam, because this is that which will safeguard them. This is that which will protect and help them to safeguard and to protect their private parts. Ya ibadullah, it is incumbent, it is a must. And likewise, it is not restricted just to the youth, but also to the elders. Also to the elders. For those men who they find that they are in need of marrying two, three, and four, then marry two, three, and four. But it's upon you to be just. It is upon the women to be patient and to submit themselves to the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't come and say, no, 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 you fast. Fasting is only if you are not able to get married. That is not the first round of treatment. That is not the first resort. That is the secondary resort in the event of the incapability as relates to marriage. The makhraj from the fitna of the private parts that it is marriage. Ya ibadullah, we have to adorn ourselves with our morals, our mores, our culture, our characteristics. Because this in it is success and we try to model ourselves after the people who they themselves are unsuccessful. If we try to model our morals, our culture, our conduct after a people who they themselves are unsuccessful because they themselves have yet to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we could expect nothing but loss. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. These words have to be said and they are said heart to heart. Like it, who like it, hate it, who hate it, because it is the truth. And we can't turn our backs on the truth. If you turn your back on the truth, at some point you're still going to have to face it. It is incumbent and it is a must that we adore ourselves with these characteristics of lowering our gains and guarding our private parts. This is essential. If we want to go to Jannah, then we have to safeguard and protect our private parts and only utilize them in marriage. Only utilize them in marriage. Naam, only utilizing the marriage. Girlfriend and boyfriend, no, this is not acceptable. This is haram. This is not acceptable. This is not that which is pleasing unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But rather, marriage is that which is legislated as relates to the fulfillment of these desires. Ya ibadullah, we have to be of those who are lowering of our gaze because this is from the characteristics of those people of Jannah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that if we promise him that we were to lower our gaze, Amongst the other five characteristics that he told us to promise him that we will enter into the Jannah, the marriage as we have foreheard, that it helps us to lower our gaze, lower our gaze. As the Prophet said, because verily it is that which helps you to better lower your gaze. Now, 
if we don't take the proper course of treatment, how can we expect the desired results? It makes no sense. We're going to lower our gaze, but then we don't take the treatments, we don't take the makhraj, we don't take the exit. So we become confused, we become uncertain in a state of bewilderment about our predicament, but we didn't do what we were commanded and instructed to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his noble book, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Say to the believing men to lower their gates. Likewise, sisters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنَاتِ Say to the believing women, يَغْضُنَّ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ That they should lower their gates. Naam. There is no license for men to be staring in the face and staring at women, and there is no license for the women to be staring in the face and staring at men. But each are to lower their gates to guard their modesty. Each are to lower their gaze and to guard their modesty. Because these are from the characteristics, from the characteristics that the person will enter into the Jannah if they promise the likes of these things. Yeah, it is incumbent and it is a must that we strive hard to adorn ourselves with those praiseworthy characteristics that have been taught to us in the book, that have been taught to us in the Sunnah. From them, as the, as the fifth and final characteristic, from those characteristics of the people of the Jannah, from those characteristics that if you promise them, then the Prophet Wasallam said that he promises for you Jannah is kuffu aydiyakum is that we would hold our hands. We would hold our hands. What does that mean that we would hold our hands? This is something that is of tremendous importance and when one steps back and they reflect upon that which is mentioned inside of this hadith, they will realize that this is what builds or this is what leads to the building of strong societies. This is what leads to the building of strong communities. This is what leads to the, to the building of strong nations. That when the individuals of the nation, they are adorned with the likes of these characteristics, you will find that that will be a nation that is wholesome. You will find that will be a nation that the corruption is very minimum. You will find that that will be a nation of outstanding value. That will be a nation of strong moral code and conduct. That will be a nation of strong fiber. That will be a nation that has strong families. So on and so forth. Reflect on the, on the characteristics that I mentioned here. The last of them, which we cannot underestimate its value and as you saw from last week's khutbah they are interconnected each of them one to another is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that we hold back our hands we hold back our hands men and nas we hold back our hands from hurting people we hold back our hands from injuring people we hold back our hands from infringing upon the rights of people we hold back our tongues from hurting people so on and so forth this is a must we have to be of those who have a concern who have a sensitivity for the feelings of others we have to be of those who have a concern and a sensitivity and a vigilance as to not hurt other people don't hurt their feelings don't hurt them physically. Don't hurt their reputation. Don't hurt them. Yeah, ibadullah. As communities, as individuals, is this that in which we are vigilant over? That we are not hurting people. Again, and I must stress it again. This shows you yet again 
that these individuals, these individuals, whether they be from Daesh, whether they be from Shabab, whether they be from, be from, be from, be from, whoever these terroristic organizations, this is another proof and evidence that shows you that what they are upon has nothing to do with the deen of Al-Islam. What they are upon is not what they are called to do in the deen of Al-Islam. Because in Al-Islam, we are called to not hurt others. Don't infringe upon the rights of others. Don't infringe upon the lives of others. Don't infringe upon the blood of others. Don't infringe upon the properties of others. So on and so forth. Totally opposite of the way of the Khawarij. Totally opposite of the way of the renegade. Totally opposite of the way of the terrorists. Totally opposite. Wallahi la marhaban bikum. La marhaban bikum. If there's anyone from amongst those who have those type of ideologies, la marhaban bikum. You're not welcome here. You're not welcome here. Your dad is not welcome here. You as the individual is not welcome here. Kelly have been Kelly have probably in my because we have to stand up for what Allah has commanded us to stand up for. We have to stand up for what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has commanded us to stand up for, and that is that we stand up for that which is right. We stand up for everyone who has a right to have their rights given to them. We stand up so that rights are not infringed. This is the way, Ya Allah. Help your brother, whether he is the Ghalib or Mazlum. Help your brother, whether he is the oppressor or the oppressed. If he's the oppressed, then we know how we help him, we aid him, we assist him. If he is the oppressor, how do we help him? We help him by stopping him. We help him by stopping him. They take him by the top of his hand, stop him. Now, keeping our harm from others is of tremendous importance. And keeping the harm away from others is of tremendous importance. And I want, us to, I want you to reflect on this. I want you to reflect on the guidance of the deen of Islam. There was a man, the Prophet that there was a man, he walked by he walked by the Usna Shajara. He walked by yeah, a very a branch, yeah. he walked by a big branch from a tree. Now, I don't love it, and it was in the middle of the road. He said, By Allah, I'm going to remove this out of the way of the believers, so that they are not harmed. He walked by something that was harmful in the road. It was a big branch falling out in the road. He said, I'm going to, he said, by Allah, I'm going to remove this so that the believers, they are not harmed by it. I'm going to get this out the road so the believers are not harmed by it. Now, subhanAllah, when we look at this, we see that the deen of Islam is a deen that causes for all good. The Prophet he said that from the from the, the shura of, of Iman, from the branches of faith, was Imam al-Adha was to remove harm from the roads. Now, to remove remove harm from the roads, which means that by default from, from, from Iman, is that you don't put harm inside the road. So it's not permissible to litter. To litter is harm. It's not permissible. But, but if anything, we are the ones who we pick up the litter. We take the litter out the roads. Now, so when it comes to conservationists and so on and so forth, you don't know how to teach the Muslim that the Muslim one taught you that. Because this is what the Prophet taught us. This is what we are upon. We remove the harm from the roads. We don't put harm inside the roads. But this man, this was his intention. This was his intention. He said, I'm going to remove this thing out of the road so it doesn't hurt the Muslims. So what was his reward? So what was his reward? 
The Prophet ﷺ, he said, jannah. So he was entering into Jannah. That act of removing the harm from the road so that the Muslims are not harmed by it. Removing that obstacle, that obstruction from the road so that the Muslims are not harmed, harmed by it. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, because he did that, he was entered into the Jannah. So now I want you to reflect upon that. I want you to reflect because this should be the this should be the mentality of the believers in that we're looking how can we avert harm from others? How can we bring good benefit to our brothers and our sisters? We have to have a concern for each other, a concern for each other. We can't be of individuals who just worry about ourselves, narcissistic type of individuals, me, 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 and 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 la. But we have to be of those who are concerned with others to see how can I help this other person? How can I help this brother? How can I help this sister? What do they need that I can make sure it gets to them? And what is what maybe potentially could be harmful to them so that I avert it from them or warn them and caution them from it because I don't want to see no harm come to them just like I don't want to see no harm come to me. I want to see benefit reach them just like I want to see benefit reach me. Because none of you truly believe until he loves for his brother from the good that which he loves for himself. If we embody the characteristics that are mentioned here in this hadith, you will see a tremendous change in your life. You will see a tremendous change in your family. You will see a tremendous change in your community. And that will translate ultimately, if all the families are doing that, to a tremendous change inside of your district, to a tremendous change inside of your area, to a tremendous change inside of your land. It is incumbent, it is a must that we embody the likes of these characteristics if we truly want success, that we adorn ourselves with the characteristics of the people of the Jannah, if we truly want Jannah. <laughs> والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين فاقموا الصلاه